0: Wrestling tacos podcast. My back
1: hurts. It was a very tough match, but I won. That's the most important part. Don't forget to keep listening to this taco podcast. And I don't know what it's about. We'll see Wrestling, Wrestling tacos. You also want one. The reaper.
2: This isn't just wrestling.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Wrestling Tacos Podcast. I am one of your hosts, the emo wall one, Franco. And I'm the Reaper. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Hope you guys are doing good. <laughs> um, There's noise in my background because my dog and my cat are going at it, so please ignore that. I've been listening to other podcasts and, you know, they're having all these noises in the background, I apologize, but my dog and cat are uh they always bite each other when I do the podcast for some reason.
0: Yeah, I see and I got cats, a dog and a baby. So if y'all ever hear anything, just get over it.
1: It's <laughs> just good. <laughs> um how how's your week, man?
0: Pretty good week, you know, just just here. Um I'm not working as you know, so Kind of been able to just chill until next week. Next week, I start school. So I'll be there. But at least for now, I'm just enjoying it.
1: That'll be fun.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm only going to be in school for two days out of the week. So, no, so never mind. I, and I get paid for it. That's
1: nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you want to start off with uh, some news and rumors? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, the biggest news I would, well, there's a couple of things that were big news thing that hurts me the most is uh, Luchasaurus is out for
0: an undisclosed amount of time in real life he really hurt uh, he tore his hamstring and uh, so that's why he didn't wrestle last night on Dynamite um, such a huge blow man I've ever wanted to see Luchasaurus especially on Dynamite AEW yeah, Dark is badass but yeah <laughs> so uh, he's out I mean, hopefully he comes back soon, of course. Um, and the other big thing was uh, Eric Bischoff already got fired <laughs> from being executive director <laughs> of SmackDown. He, got uh, he fired. just got hired in June. He got fired on his day off. He got hired on his day off. You know, a sad thing, I mean, it, you know, it's always sad, at least for me, um, when anybody loses their, their job or, you know, anything like that, you know. But the dude literally just moved to Connecticut. Yeah, he will stay uh, in uh, some apartment. He, he Yeah, he just he had just moved to be closer to work. But there's there a lot of different um, reasons and rumors as to why this happened. Main thing being SmackDown lost over a million viewers. And, of course, Vince is taking it out on Bishop, even yeah. though Bishop didn't really have any creative control. Like, all he did was oversee what was going on. Yeah, and as we know, Vince is the one who makes the decision,
1: so... It's really dumb. Um, yeah. And they're probably going to drop more viewers each week. I mean, with the draft, do they really get that good of a pick, good picks?
2: No, oh, the draft was a straight-up dud, dude. Yeah. Um, I, I, honestly, okay, you know when they first announced um, Heyman and Bischoff were going to be the uh, executive directors for the respective
0: brands, with Heyman, it's like okay, I you know he's he's on TV, he knows what's going on for the most part. Uh, he's back there with the talent. I wasn't really worried about him. With Bischoff, he wasn't even with the company, and they just brought him back. Uh, I think it's all just for name, you know. And um, from what some reports are saying, he <laughs> they, they only saw him backstage at catering. Yeah, he he wouldn't talk to talent. Didn't take the time to know who the talent was um he was already kind of restricted when it came to the creative side anyways you know and uh basically there's a bunch of different things that that they were saying um obviously we don't know Um, obviously we don't know if that's true but you know that's what's coming out with the rumors and i don't know to me it was like what did you expect if you're just bringing somebody who hasn't been involved with your product for however long and then you just come and say okay you're gonna see what's going on but ultimately it's my decision on what happens uh you're set up for failure anyways but you know i would have liked honestly like okay they lost a million viewers i think it would have been fine if they win a couple more shows trying to see if there's anything they could do to bring back you know some of the viewers while he's there instead of oh you know we lost a million viewers and it's your fault so you're fired um
1: and then, you know. So, with that being said, uh, Bruce Pritchard is taking over, and he has forty years of experience. Um, and a lot of it with the WWE as well. How excited but, are you for that? I'm not excited at all. Why? Why
0: is he? He's hiring dudes that are, well, for one, they've been around him forever, and it's just like I, I don't get I, like
1: what change is going to happen. I, I don't understand. They didn't hire younger guys that know what they're doing. But um, Paul Heyman exactly. on Raw, yeah. I'm going to give him a chance because he, I don't think he's really touched anything. And the people he picked for his draft um, seem like guys I can get behind, like Buddy Murphy, mm-hmm. Alexander, He didn't uh, Humberto Carrillo. He did not take Ali. I'm really upset about that. But yeah. I'll get over well, it that's eventually. A, that's another thing too, though. Like I said, with Paul Heyman, you you know he, he is backstage,
0: he does see the product, so he handpicked picked these dudes. This one, you know, it wasn't really USA Network picking them, it was Heyman. He knows that they have potential, he knows that he can do things with them. You know what I mean? So, it makes sense. Whereas the, on SmackDown, either Bischoff didn't have the freedom to choose, or look into it, or he didn't care to. You know, so with Heyman, it's, you know, it's it's a better sh- well I will I will not say Raw was a better show, but I think it has better potential. Yeah, especially now you know after the draft. Um. So I mean, yeah, you know, it's 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 one of those things, I guess. That I, I trust Heyman way more, even with the stupid ass Lana story, <laughs> <Even> <laughs> with that going on. I still trust Paul Heyman way more. You know, so. And again, uh, I, I don't think he should have gotten fired this soon, but man, what did you expect, right?
1: in other news uh mike Canella's asked for his release he posted online crying again pretty much not crying hey, um, hey, hey. i know but like you know he so, posted online and uh he requested his release uh, did you see maria's response to yeah she was saying that she's not she hasn't requested her release and uh she posted a whole bunch of stuff i didn't really do. i just she read did, it air, basically yeah not a bunch
0: of things like uh a lot of people have come out and said that they think, you know, this whole storyline that they were involved in, which they haven't even talked about in a couple weeks, uh, excuse me, they think that the storyline or the storyline that they're involved in uh, was kind of a punishment because she got pregnant again. Uh, she said that, you know, she doesn't, you know, of course, she doesn't regret any pregnancy or, you know, whatever. Um, she said... You know, because there's the people, of course, who think, wow, in WWE, he was in rehab and all that stuff. It actually was before they debuted that he was going through this. I guess he was just flushing him out or whatever the case may be. Um, he's basically, I mean, he's, it, it doesn't make sense because he just signed a contract, like a five year contract. And it's only been like three months into it and he already is requesting his release. But what he's saying is, you know, he's 34, he has a lot of wrestling left. You know, 34 is a good age in wrestling and he's being wasted on this roster and we can say that about a bunch of people on the roster but they at least get to work house shows or something apparently he's not working at
1: all if any way or what do you say like one day a week Yeah, or on, something on 205 Live I believe on
0: 205 Live yeah and when he is on TV he's being embarrassed like straight up embarrassed like these storylines are disgusting what <laughs> they're doing to him or what they make Maria did him or whatever. So I get where he's coming from in the sense that he signed this contract because, you know, he had a
1: kid. Uh, I don't think the other one, you know, she was pregnant again at that time. But if she was, well, there you go. You know, needs need more financial security, whatever, whatever. But he's going to request his release. Um, I don't think they're going to release him. No, but... they haven't done it yet. I doubt they're going to do it. Just Vince's, you know, wants to keep talent, wants to hold talent. And it's been like that since freaking – um, I think right after Swagger had left, Hager. Yeah. After that, he was like the last one to get, like, that requested release and was released. After that, everybody else had to, like, stay in. There, there's no way they're going to release them. They're just going to let everybody bitch and complain, like Harper and everybody. And it, it's really, like, let, let them go. Like, they have that night aid dunk, pink claws, let them go and do what they, what they want to do. But from a business standpoint, I understand. You know, you have these talents and You don't want, you know they're good, but like fucking use them then.
0: Yeah, you can find a way to do something, especially with creative minds like Paul Heyman, you know, and and as much as I don't, my expectations aren't high with Bruce Pritchard. I mean, he's been around long enough and around the company. I would imagine he can do something, you know, but, you know, he's not going to let anybody go. Actually, um, I think he did let somebody go today.
1: Um, Alicia Fox, actually. <laughs> um, Apparently. I think I think her contract was up, or she had already been. One or the other, either released her contract was up. Uh, they moved her over to the alumni
0: section on the on the website and all that shit. But I mean, I don't think anybody wants Alicia Fox. No offense to her. But. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's just I get yeah I, I, I like what you're saying. Like I understand from a business standpoint why you don't do it, but the same time, like, jeez, man. Some of these guys, you know, they don't care about the money. You know, they they, they want to wrestle. That's their passion. And you're kind of holding it back from it. It sucks, but, hey, man. You shouldn't have signed that contract. I mean, it, it's all hindsight. You know, I mean, you don't know at the time. I'm pretty sure they tell them before these contracts, like, oh, you know, once you sign, we're going to push you and, and, you know, we're going to you know, do this, this, and this with you, but I mean, they changed shit
1: before you know, 10 minutes before the show starts. You know what I mean? So, like, I can't trust them now. Yeah. Um, that, that was pretty much it for... Actually, no, there's one more thing. Uh, Maria Manic with Ring of Honor her contract just expired and, uh, she
0: actually had a, a tryout yesterday with the WWE. So, nice. that might be, that might be something to look, look at. Um, I personally never seen anything that she's done. But, yeah, WWE's giving
1: her a tryout. And I guess we're going to see from there. Um, Shotzi Blackheart, speaking of independence, she signed a deal with NXT. Mm-hmm. She uh, wrestles frequently in Chicago and over here in Texas. and I mean, around the world, but like, I see her mainly yeah. in Texas and in Chicago. Uh, so that's pretty badass. But um, there's one more thing. Uh, USA Network. There's a rumor going around circulating that USA Network requested... Bobby Lashley and Cain Velasquez to fight to wrestle for the uh, Universal Championship at Wrestlemania yeah um, I'm not opposed to it I just don't think it should be anytime soon
0: I guess um, <laughs> this is my feeling on
1: it I mean I don't know I, I, I don't know it's just I want to see Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar first
0: but. I, yeah, that, that's that's something yeah, I've, I've always wanted to see. I don't understand why that is something that has not been pushed. But, I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see. First, we have to see, I guess, what happens with Kane versus Brock at Crown Jewel. And speaking of Crown Jewel, to go along with news, uh, Seth Rollins got pulled out of the uh, Team Hogan versus Team Flair thing because he's going to have his match against The Fiend right uh false count anywhere right yeah they make that official yeah it's official they officially pulled them out they officially announced this match and uh yesterday forget the name of the place I think it's like NYBC something I don't know some news page um or I don't know cable station I don't know what the hell it was anyways <laughs> they uh tweeted that on November 4th um Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins are going to fight again for the Universal Championship in a steel cage match. So that should kind of already spoil what's going to happen at Crown Jewel.
1: Uh, card subject to change, man.
0: Card is subject to change. But this is WWE, man. They always mess things up. Yeah, but... <laughs> it it will <won't coughs> remain to be seen, but at least for the time being, I have absolutely no faith why Wyatt will end
1: up being a champion anytime soon? <sighs> let's get back and let's get into Raw. <laughs> He's
0: like, Damn, yeah, I'm already
1: pissed. Let's end this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Monday Night Raw, I to be more pissed, man, because Raw sucked. Yes, it did. Monday Night Raw opened up with Becky Lynch coming out, uh, talking some shit, then Charlotte Flair coming out after her, talking some more shit. And uh, they had their match because Sasha Banks was pulled from the match because she's injured. Yeah. It's a tailbone problem, I
2: think, is what it
1: was. Yeah, they, I don't think they said how long she's going to be out, but that she's injured right now. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. First, uh, whoever wins gets the first draft pick. Mm-hmm. It was pretty obvious from the get go who's going to win. Or they have Charlotte over Lynch, uh Rod needs to win because it's basically the draft pick is. Raw gets three, SmackDown gets two, so it was obvious from the get-go. Lynch won. After that, uh Rollins was backstage talking to an interviewer saying he's gonna go fiend hunting tonight. Yes. Oh he is gonna go fiend hunting. Why does that sound so familiar? Because that's what uh Elmer Fudd said. I'm gonna go uh, be very, very quiet and I'm gonna go rabbit hunting. It's also um Rabbits. Rabbits. Rabbits
0: oh my god you wonder why I don't like Seth Rollins more and more I mean that, it's not his fault man it really isn't
1: it, it's the same thing as Roman Reigns back the in the day when he said suffering, suffering suck like it, it it's just like <laughs> why
0: like I'm pretty sure these writers are very competent but damn man like it's not we don't live
1: in the era of Looney Tunes anymore it's, I don't think it's, like it's the writers it's just Vince agreeing it, to it saying yes that's what he wants like dude such good shit <sighs> I'm trying to like Rollins I like Rollins I want to hate this guy and God damn it man Fucking hate Vince Anyways um, He's gonna Go fiend hunting He's gonna end it all tonight And he's gonna burn it all down
0: uh, yeah. yeah He says his catchphrase a lot man he, he does And it's not like a novelty Like The Rot You know where he knows When to say it Like Seth Rollins Kind of just does it after every promo but it's not in the way like i don't feel like people really want to hear it but anyways that, that's that's a
1: continue <laughs> yeah after that was the first draft from Monday raw uh number one raw started off with rollins of course around the universal champion because you know it's raw next up was uh smackdown brock lesnar of course that's WWE champion because he's smackdown after that was raw with charlotte flair smackdown one new day and raw with Andrade. Sounds so weird to saying league. Andrade. Yeah, it's a Vega, but it's weird. It should be Andrade is Cien Almas. It's like I told
0: you, wherever Charlotte went, Andrade was gonna go.
1: Yeah, they're keeping they're all the couples them. happy. Mm-hmm. Um. After that, Andrade came out and he had a match with Ali. Uh, Vega was kind uh, of promo saying that whatever show Andrade's on is the A show, so Raw's gonna be the A show again. And Andrade beats Ali. I'm all for this Andrade push. But, like, why you got to do my man like that, Ali? Like, come on. Well, that, together, they always
0: do good magic Like, they have good chemistry. They
1: have good matches, but... Yeah, but, like, yeah, you... I, mean, you're... I, see, I see what you mean. Like, I see what you mean. Like, Ali needs to get a push, man. They keep having him go for the ring on title, but he hasn't had his match yet with the fucking champion. It's annoying.
0: Yeah, it's very, like, start, stop on his push. Yeah. Even, like, the tiniest of pushes, man. <laughs> like, they have him win one week, and then losing streak and then you know it, it's just let's just
1: continue <laughs> <laughs> after that was the next round of draft picks Raw got Kabuki Warriors Smackdown got Daniel Bryan Raw got Rusev Smackdown got Bailey, and Raw got Aleister Black and tell me how
0: okay I, like I said earlier the draft was a dud yes I don't think there's anybody that will say the draft was good one of the biggest things about the draft that made it a dud why is Bailey picked so low and Charlotte Flair was picked above her who's the champion who just won you know what I mean yeah it's things like that I I get it you know it's it's probably in the order in which they like these people but if you want to make it more sports centric like they want they want to have these dumbass draft rooms and (laughs) all these things to try to make it seem that serious Then take the take it seriously. How are they? The first people chosen should have been the champs. That's just how it is, man. You know what I mean? Like how the hell you know, so that's that's one thing. Bailey just won the championship. She just beat Charlotte. Charlotte got picked first. Or, you know, before her, at least way before her. And and then there's things like uh like Cesaro. Didn't he didn't even get picked, right? Or
1: he was like a free agent that got picked, like, later. Like, it wasn't on... Uh, for sure it wasn't on TV. Yeah, he got picked on Wednesday. That was stupid.
0: You know how many people got picked in front of him? That was stupid. Even Harper. I know they hate Harper, <laughs> but come on, man. No, Harper got picked the same day. I know, but that's what I'm saying, like...
2: I, I don't mean... I'm not comparing him to Cesaro. I'm saying, like, with Harper, too. Like, that's a talent that's proven
0: he can do so much. But they're choosing other people that it's just... It's almost head scratching again. you know it's just one of those things it's like I don't understand
1: what you're doing I don't know why you're doing it this way but yeah you yeah, can't really can't do anything after that Anyways. was um, the Viking Raiders took on the Raw Tag Team Champions Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler for the titles this Team match Rudolph. yes Team Rudolph this match was really good to avoid saying it, right? <laughs> this match was uh, really good Viking Raiders have finally gotten over and they actually yeah. won the tag team titles, making them. Yeah, I, I feel like
0: uh, it should have been done a week or two ago, but other than that, I mean, it, I thought it was pretty
1: good. Yeah, um, they're they're the first tag team in history to win the I W G P, uh, Raw, N X C, and I believe Ring of Honor. O-H, yeah. Tag titles, that's a pretty good feat. They could have probably... actually surprising to hear them even say. It. Yeah, they got a problem talking about it. Yeah, Ring of Honor isn't important anymore. And IWGP they're trying to do that Japan shit. Yeah. Um, after that was the next round of draft picks. Raw got Cedric Alexander, SmackDown got Shinsuke Nakamura with Sami, with Zayn, Sami Zayn. The Intercontinental Champion. And he got on the third round draft yep. pick. Third He's round. Um, That's exactly what I'm talking about, man. <laughs> Raw got Humberto Carillo. SmackDown got Ali, which I'm so pissed off about that one, honestly. And Raw got Rowan. What, uh, okay, so when I was watching this,
0: I never watched 205 Live, so I had no idea who
1: Humberto Carillo was. Uh, you watch him at all? Yes, Humberto Carillo is a fucking beast. He's a badass. He is badass. I, him... Um, He's actually the real-life uh, cousin of Angel Garza, who's in NXT, who faced Trump on yeah. Wednesday. And I wanted him to go back to NXT with him and form a tag team. But that did not happen as he's on Raw now.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, Hopefully,
0: though, that means... Because he was... So was he on NXT or 205 Live?
1: He was on... Uh, 205 Live and more, but he was on NXT as well. He's started on NXT. Okay. Well,
0: I'm hoping because they brought him up to Raw, that means there'll be some type of a push. I- I'd like to see him.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said, Rawls getting run over by Heyman, so hopefully Heyman does something with him. Alexander, Andrade, and all these other um, cruiserweight guys. Mm-hmm. After that was Alistair Black, um, who just got drafted. He <laughs> had a match against Eric Young. Made Eric Young tap out. It's kind of sad, though, because it was basically a squash match. Yes. yes and Eric was. Young is a dude that a lot of people have been... For you know, like some type of a push,
0: because uh, he was with uh, sanity, right? Yeah, and now I mean, I love Alistair Black, dude. I he's a freaking badass, but I don't, I don't know, man. The squash match would have been fine, but over Eric Young,
2: it just kind of was like, a, like yeah, I, I didn't, it's not something I would have wanted to see, I guess. I would have wanted
1: to see more of an actual match between them, but yeah. You know. Uh, I don't know uh, After that was The next round of draft picks Raw got Buddy Murphy Smackdown got Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler Raw got Jinder Mahal Smackdown got Carmella And Raw got R-Truth
0: So they split up
1: Carmella and R-Truth
0: Because Carmella's banging Corey Graves I think Corey uh, Graves is banging her so, Well I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Either way um, Yeah I mean lot. I mean, our you know our truth is a champ right now. He is twenty four seven champion. I mean, as little as the twenty four seven, especially now for some reason, as little as it's being exposed, I mean, he's still a champion.
1: Yeah, it's on uh, YouTube now.
0: It's on YouTube now.
1: Yeah, strictly YouTube. Um, and then it's like he's a twenty four seven champion.
0: Should he not be able to defend it against anybody at any time? It. But he's drafted to Raw. So...
2: Yeah. And that, Okay, so... There's another thing with the draft. With that kind of segueing into it.
0: Rey Mysterio got drafted to Raw. Brock Lesnar's on SmackDown. Rey Mysterio, at least up to this point, is Cain Velasquez's mouthpiece. How the hell is that
1: going to work? Well, you see... Um, all the see. legends... They, 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 Yo, man, I, I don't know. Let's just continue. Okay. <laughs> after that was the OC. They attacked uh, the Street Profits. The Street Profits were um, talking, uh, saying.
0: You didn't say that uh, Ricochet and Shelton Benjamin went up against each
1: other. No, that that was after. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, you just, just spoiled it now.
0: Oh. <laughs> Spoiler alert from however many days ago.
1: Uh, Street Profits it's... were saying, that, you know, they got they're glad they got drafted to RAW. OC came out the Backstage And attacked him pretty much yep. After that was uh, Ricochet versus Shelton Benjamin The thing about Paul Heyman He knows what your weaknesses are And he uses that He, he knows what your weaknesses are And he helps you So like Ricochet One of his weaknesses Is not is uh, talking yep. He can't talk on a live mic So they've been doing these Backstage promos before him And they've they've been getting better So like Oh, Little things with Paul Heyman that are going to help out. He knows your weaknesses. So hopefully he does that with everybody and not just Ricochet because, you know, Ali, not Ali, um, Buddy Murphy, I would like to get pushed. He doesn't really have a weakness now. I'm thinking about it, though. Hopefully he gets pushed. Yeah. Um needs to get pushed, man. Yeah. Um, I, I thought
0: after that whole, you know, when he was with that Roman Reigns, you know, thing, I, I thought that was the opening because he wasn't even supposed to be in that. And uh, they ended up putting him in it And I thought he did great yeah, he had I mean I didn't that there were times that he looked like a bitch Because of Roman Reigns But other than that I thought he did great I thought they, it that would be the door You know what I'm saying Or that would be the entrance to push him And it's just so
1: stop and start Dude I hate that they do that They're they're dead set on what they want It's like yeah. it Just because someone gets sure doesn't mean they're going to go over they, They're just dead yeah. set already Exactly uh, after that, Ricochet took on Jonathan B- Benjamin. This was actually a pretty good match. Um, oh, yeah. Ricochet picked up the win. And then after that was Alana getting massaged by some lady. <laughs> oh, wait. My bad. Not yet. <laughs> by some lady, she said that she likes it uh um, deeper, deeper and harder. harder. And then Bobby Lashley came out, and massaged her, and um, she got blacked again third week in a row. Bobby Lashley has to be having... Of his life, you can see it on his face, man.
0: Like, you could definitely see it on his face. I don't know if he is like married
2: or anything,
0: man, but I don't think so. I haven't heard anything about it, but I don't think so either. But damn, I, I mean, for Rusev, it sucks, man. I don't care if you agree to it, it sucks. But when Bobby Lashley had to get told, Hey, man, this is what you're gonna be doing, shit. <laughs> I mean,
1: you know what sucks? Would you turn it, I would have turned it down. <laughs> Rusev wasn't on Raw. Yeah, he wasn't, right? They just did the segment out of nowhere. Didn't yeah, it? it was stupid. Uh, after that was Braun Strowman's contract signing with Tyson Fury. Yeah. Um, I kind of enjoyed this one a little bit. Tyson Fury actually was able to talk on the mic, hold his own, even with the what chance. Well, he's a big personality, I think. I didn't know much about him, but... From the stuff that I have seen, I've, I've, you know, obviously, obviously
0: on Raw, I've been seeing or you know, whatever, whenever he's on WWE, but uh, I took some time to like watch different interviews and stuff. The dude has a personality.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't know, I know that, so I actually enjoyed it. I was like, wow, okay. Mm-hmm. After that was the next draft picks. Raw got Samoa Joe. SmackDown got The Miz. Raw got Sazawa. Uh, SmackDown got King Corbin, which was surprising to me. And Raw got Shelton Benjamin. Like, did you,
0: before this show, tell me you
1: forgot that Shelton Benjamin was even with WWE. No, I knew yeah. he was a WWE. I, did. I I forgot. They don't do a damn thing with him. They had that <laughs> stupid gimmick where he was uh, backstage and they asked him a question. And he was, like, going all crazy with his eyes and shit, but they didn't do anything with it.
0: And then as much as I love Samoa Joe, like, he's injured. And people were still, again, like Cesaro or whatever. You know, like, there are people who were available that you still,
2: oh my god, just continue,
1: man. Um. After that was Buddy Murphy versus Alexander, which was a fucking awesome match that I enjoyed. Yeah. Buddy Murphy picked up the win against Cedric Alexander. And, um, yeah, that's all I had to say about that. Yeah, after that uh, was... Best match. Yes. Best match of the night. Uh, Street Profits came up next They're saying that they're gonna challenge The OC next week But they need a mystery partner So you'll find out next week For the mystery partner We you know it'll be Braun Strowman He's everybody's Mysteries partner <laughs> It'll be Nicholas it Nicholas Yeah I'll bring him back After that was the next round Of draft picks The final round For Raw Raw got Rey Mysterio In the fifth Draft pick round They got Rey Mysterio Jesus
0: Look I know you don't for Rey Mysterio, you don't care for short people, which shows that you don't care about
2: me. But <laughs> Rey is a freaking legend, and he could still do this.
1: No, like, I, you know, I know he's a legend. I give him, he's a good wrestler. I just don't, like, there's a difference. I don't like him. What means I don't like him doesn't mean, oh, I think they suck ass. No, I just Why I you like Rey don't Mysterio? like him. He's the best, like, person. I don't, I don't know. I just something about Master Guys, I just don't like him.
0: That was a whole that's racist I bet if you met <laughs> him all you
1: would love him I mean but anyways I he... that, that's not the argument here What I mean is Rey Mysterio the
0: living legend you could admit to that yeah he you know he could still do what he does he hasn't gotten injured in a while you know everything like this and he's a 5th or 6th round draft pick yep I cannot what he's in the same round as Titus O'Neal yep let that sink in <laughs>
1: Titus O'Neil's a beast, though. Come Jesus on. Jesus Christ. No, he's not, man. <laughs> he's really good. Throw his ass under the ring, and I hope he doesn't come out. Uh, Smack Worldwide, my ass. Slide. Smack Smackdown got... <sighs> Shorty Gable. Yeah. Oh, damn, my cat. Scratch me. Uh, Smackdown got Shorty Gable.
0: Don't
1: get that cat scratch fever. <laughs> uh, Raw got Titus O'Neil. Smackdown got Elias. And the final draft pick is Liv Morgan to Raw.
0: I'm excited to see what she does, though, because I've been hearing that they're doing a character change with her.
1: Uh, I know you showed me a tweet that she did. It's kind of cryptic and mysterious and stuff. Yeah, that's actually uh, some lyrics to song. Lyrics a song.
0: Yeah, I, I want to see what they do. I'm actually kind of excited for that.
1: Yeah, but she tweeted out some lyrics to a song. I thought she came up with it herself. Oh, well. Um, After that was a match that I did not type down, so it was the Kabuki Warriors versus Natalia and a mystery partner. The mystery partner was Lacey Evans. Yeah, um, people on all over Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are freaking out. Like, what's up with that? Like, uh, Natalia getting her as a partner, and I mean, is it really that odd? Like, they've done that before with Seamus and Cesaro being opponents and then teaming together, and then like all these other people when. I don't know, Ash, everything's odd I'm like, it's not even that odd They do that quite often to, to me, it's like, it's not that it's odd I think it's just one of those things Where it's it's underwhelming, I guess
0: Yeah, that too But, at the same time If you want to be positive about it I mean, uh, up against each other It's just not that good But, we don't know how it would be With them together <laughs> I,
1: guess. I mean, it wasn't. it wasn't, te- know, it wasn't Terrible
0: I don't know, and then, like, Lacey Evans was the heel, and then the face, and WWE is very, you're either this or that, right, I mean, it's not like AEW, where there's that gray area, for the most part, yeah,
2: so it's very weird, just, you know, they just had that last woman standing match, and then the next week, it's like, oh, you're my mystery partner, and we're friends now, it's just
1: weird. I why guess, why were they going I mean, up against Kabuki Warriors to begin with?
0: Because that's how WWE does it, man. <laughs> that's just how they do it. I get,
1: I get it though. They shouldn't. Uh, they absolutely not. I was, I was hoping for like Liv Morgan or some shit. Something, man. But uh-huh. After that like, match, just, oh my God. um, we get a new Firefly Funhouse, uh, Rambling Rabbit, saying. Oh my God. Want to piss me off, huh? <laughs> Ramblin' Rabbits freaking out, saying Seth
0: Rollins knows where they are, he's gonna come, and, you know,
1: whatever. He's gonna burn it down, man. And, um, say that again. What, burn it down, man? Burn it down, man. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> let's start every episode <laughs> yes. like that. Burn down, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to, man. It's so annoying. <laughs> uh, Ramblin' Rabbits freaking out, and Bray Wyatt's like trying to assure him, like, you know,
2: he's
0: he's gonna protect us. You know, fiend's gonna protect us and whatever. Seth Rollins somehow finds it. I mean, it's just backstage, but he somehow finds the Firefly Funhouse. It starts beating on Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt, for a moment, man, I thought he was gonna kick his ass. He gets up, he's like, <laughs> you know, it gets in his face, and then he immediately goes to, you know, why are you doing this to me or whatever. he actually made me, it actually made me feel. A little sentimental man it was almost like damn dude, you're right <laughs> you know and then um then he says he's gonna burn it down and he lights a match or whatever and burns down the firefly funhouse you know he's the he's the face man
2: they have no plans to make him a heel anytime soon why is he burning down people's places it's, it's
1: damn what he's done to you it's the same thing Randy Orton did back in 2017 Randy Orton was a good That's guy different. And no, Randy no. Randy Orton, had Orton had was had was it. a good guy, and he burned it down. Hey,
0: Randy Orton could do whatever the hell he wants. He said the N word, and
1: nothing happened. I he mean, could do whatever he wants. There's people trying to make it happen on Twitter and shit, but they're comparing it to I'm Hulk Hogan. And I'm just like, it's not the same thing. Hulk Hogan's that is not the same. okay. Hulk Hulk Hogan let's not even get into this right now because we... Hulk Hogan said everybody
0: is a little racist. Randy Orton. Was killing zombies. That, there's a difference. But.
1: Yeah, also he also uh, wants to face Sam Guevara though, so that's pretty badass.
0: Yeah, that is. But anyways, yeah, so Seth Rollins, he's already not liked. Putting the majority right now because of everything that's going on with the beat. He's already not liked. He's getting booed a lot. And they have him burn down the best part of Raw, the thing that everybody's looking for. And uh, actually, from what you found out, it's because.
1: Fox doesn't like Firefly Funhouse. They don't want that. There's a rumor going around, show. yeah.
0: Yeah. So, it's a way for them to get rid of it, but for fans, it's, you know, what the hell? <laughs> you know, like, this is the best thing about the product on any show besides NXT. Well, I mean, even on NXT, I would think that, you know, the whole fiend thing was the best thing in wrestling. You know, when you burn this, you burn it down, and it's just, it was so upsetting, dude. And then they had a dark match that night. Which is obviously WWE trying to see what kind of reaction they would get to their match. And again, Seth Rollins got booed. Like I don't know what they're trying to do. But it's kind of upsetting.
1: Yeah. Um Okay. They 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 advertised a major blockbuster trade was gonna happen on Friday. They said that on Friday that something was going to happen, a blockbuster trade. They said on Raw, over the weekend, they said blockbuster trade. On Raw, they advertised a blockbuster trade. We get to the blockbuster trade finally on Tuesday, I believe. And the blockbuster trade. me To me, I was thinking, okay, they announced Seth Rollins versus The Fiend at Crown Jewel again. Uh, false kind of anywhere. My thing was, okay, maybe the blockbuster trade will happen after Fiend will finally win the Universal title. Rollins will lose. Rollins will go over to SmackDown. Fiend comes over to Raw. And Rollins goes over to SmackDown and goes heel, basically. Like, you know, I lost everything. It cost me everything. Zango just turns heel. goes insane. The blockbuster trade happened. They drafted Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross over to Monday, uh, from Monday Night Raw to Friday Night SmackDown.
0: Now... Don't get me wrong. I don't like that. That well, nobody liked. It. This is the blockbuster trade, and then it was for future compensation. Who the hell's yes. going to keep track of that? Do you really think? Uh, well, unless they do it soon, but let's say next year they have a draft. Do you really think they're going to be like, oh yeah, I remember the draft pick that we got? You <laughs> like in real sports now? They're not. They're going to forget about it. But if it is a, it's a good move. Yes, it's if, a good move.
1: I don't like that they're, oh, this blockbuster trade. Because it's not. And now they're a team? <laughs> I mean, they weren't whenever you drafted them. Yeah, if. Whatever. I. <laughs> I want to see The Fiend win the Universe title and then be in the blockbuster trade. They move him over to Raw. You have Rollins still on Raw because, you know, you have to keep the couples happy, him and Lynch. And you have Bray Wyatt, The Fiend, the Universe champion. But. Will it happen? I'm. Uh, they need to make this shit happen. They need to do that. But probably not. And it's really irritating. But they did Again, advertise The Fiend they, for Raw, November 4th, yeah. you said? So hopefully that's November exactly 4th, what happens. November 4th,
0: which is already breaking the rules because they said they were going to stick to whoever's on Raw on Raw, whoever's on SmackDown is SmackDown, uh, at least after Crown Jewel. That's already breaking their rules, unless something happens in between that time, but... And again, that's that, that's what they're saying. It's I mean, like you said, it's subject to change. We don't. That could be maybe what they thought, but we you know whatever. But yeah, man, I don't I don't see them. They chose Seth, man. That, that's who they want to win. That that's who they're behind. It's a, another Roman Reigns situation of Vince is saying, "This is my dude. I don't care what your reaction is to him. I don't care how much you don't like him or how much you don't like the angles or whatever." He's a great wrestler. He's not a good character. He's not good at promos. He's wait, what are we talking himself? about? Again? Seth Rollins. Oh yeah, yeah. I would not. Don't. I would never say Bray Wyatt is not good at promos. No. That's the best thing he does. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? He's not good at winning. But you know, when it comes to Seth Rollins, he's a great wrestler. He's one of the top. He's probably a top five wrestler in, in the whole industry. He really is. But. He's such a... Like, such a little weasel of a character. And he's a, a babyface. I just don't... He's never been good on the mic. I think there are some people who can f- read these scripts in WWE. And actually make it sound okay. If not good. But whenever you hear, like, Seth Rollins do it, it sounds like somebody wrote it. It sounds like a kid wrote it.
1: Hey, um... Yeah, that, that's true. But... Lana got... Did not get drafted with Rusev or Bobby Lashley. They didn't say anything. I'm looking up the uh, on no, WWE, the Raw Superstars, SmackDown Superstars. They list Lana as a SmackDown Superstar. Is that... Who's that now? Are, were there,
0: didn't Bobby Lashley and Rusev go to Raw?
1: Or no? Yeah, they both went to Raw, but they never specified that Lana went with them. Lana was made in the draft picks. but I uh, wouldn't be surprised if they just completely stopped this story, dude. <laughs> yeah, she's she's listed as a as a... SmackDown Superstar, which I believe Rusev was on Raw prior for the Superstar shakeup, but I could be wrong. I don't know, man. It's. Mickey James listed has SmackDown wrong. as well. They need to use Mickey James. Yeah, she's and in the ground, though. People, they keep saying how they don't have these people, like especially in the women's
0: division, and it's like you do, but you're not using anybody.
1: Yeah, Sheamus is SmackDown as well.
0: Yeah, and he should be returning. Hopefully
1: returning. Hopefully, yeah. Um, There's just a lot of things man There's a lot of things that they do And it's so upsetting
2: And it's easy for even people like us
0: To look at it and be like What the hell is going on And it's easy to say like Okay well it's just It's building up to something bigger But the fact is it's not dude It, it hasn't in years it
1: hasn't Nothing really has It's just it's upsetting dude I mean to be just fair from wrong. The the <laughs> Shield Like a couple years back Built up to have Kurt Angle As you know an honorary member That was a pretty good build up
0: I mean, <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I mean, I guess... I mean, I
1: didn't really care for it. I thought it was kind of dumb. Well, you're kind of dumb, man. Hey, man. Okay,
0: um...
2: Watch your horn mouth.
1: And now a word from our sponsors. Do you collect comics? Marvel or DC? At Trinity Comics, you don't gotta pick a side, because they have everything. Looking for old key comics? Looking for the new hot stuff? Then stop on by the Trinity Comics & Collectibles at the Corpus Christi Trade Center, 2833 South Padre Island Drive. Follow their Facebook at Trinity Comics, stay up to date on what they get in. Illegally Imported is a car brand that focuses on what's important in the car community. Your car. You like pictures? Hit them up on Instagram at Illegally Imported to follow all of their new pics. You want a personal shoe? Drift into their DMs and they will get you squared away. Corpus Christi to Dallas and everywhere in between, follow them on Instagram at Illegally Imported. Illegally Imported has a special offer this month. You can pre-order one of their shirts for $20 for the Dia de los Muertos Special Edition launch. Hoodwreckin' Entertainment. Do you collect figures, movies, CDs, or pops? If so, hit up HWE. They are located at 4060 Southport Avenue in Corpus Christi, Texas. They are the dopest near the ocean. Also have studio time for you aspiring musicians. They are open Monday through Thursday, 12 noon to 10 p.m. And Friday, Saturday, 12 noon to 11 p.m. Closed Sundays. Follow them on Facebook at HWE. Tell them Rasslin' Tacos Podcast sent you. Tuesday, of course, was AW Dark and N.W.A. Yes, yeah, so I just want to talk about NWA real quick. NWA like, I was watching it on Tuesday after AW Dark, and I I never watched it when I was younger because I mean it was like before my time, but
2: it was yeah it was before.
1: But um, I just had a nostalgic feeling, and it's just fucking awesome because it started off with a replay of last week. <clears throat> what happened last week was Tim Storm going for the world's championship one more time. If he loses. He can't go after it again That video package for him Was just awesome Like the yeah. way it was like, It was just fucking awesome
2: The production and, of it and everything
1: Yeah And then They have like a badass intro With Like an old It felt like an old 90s sitcom Type of intro But it's not And it was just a Is badass intro It's nostalgic Even for Ones like
0: us Who Didn't actually get to watch it live
1: Yeah And you know And then um, It opened up after that With Aaron Stevens if, you don't, if you're not familiar with the name He's also Aaron Rex uh, Aaron Rex in uh, Impact And Damien Sandow Or Damien Mizdow In WWE And yeah. I was a big fan Damien Mizdow After he left I wasn't really a big fan And this guy is just fucking awesome on the mic I forgot how awesome yeah. he is on the mic Well he took some time away I think after, uh, after Impact Yeah he, uh, I think he took some
0: time away and I, I liked the, I, mean, I didn't see the whole thing again but I did like I liked that and uh, even Trevor Murdoch it was so weird I haven't seen Trevor Murdoch since like like six in WWE yeah but, but the way that they, it's, it's the way that they're doing they're not getting these old guys and pushing them to the top who probably shouldn't be at the top and I know it sounds a little hypocritical because I love that Chris Jericho was a champion but that dude keeps reinventing himself you know what I mean yeah, but the way NWA is working these guys, and I, I feel like there's even more, you know, like I feel like there's even more guys that we know, that we haven't seen in forever that they'll bring in, and it will just work perfectly and I think because it's a nostalgic setting and everything, and you know, the way that production is freaking amazing, I think it'll just work, so I'm, I'm excited to see what else they do, and who else they bring in, because I'm, I'm sure they'll bring in a couple more
1: people yeah, um, after Aaron Stevens, he has pretty much talked about being back and he's have a his first match he told the interviewer who I always forget his name but he told the interviewer not to look, make eye contact with me whenever I'm wrestling or even no, when I'm Marquez, talking uh, Marquez guy? Yeah. yeah he told him not to make eye contact with him and that, that was kind of weird but we'll see where they go with it yeah a- after that was uh, Trevor Murdoch versus Ricky Starks who's also on the both of them around on the Texas Independent scene and Ricky Starks yeah. the fact that he got signed he's only been wrestling for like 8 years I think and uh I see him a lot at the local shows, and he, he's, he's a badass talent. Yeah, he's really cool. I, the first time I saw
0: him was at the show with Sammy Guevara.
1: Yeah, he had a hell of a match as well. Yeah, uh, hopefully that's not his last show with Golf Coast. Hopefully he's back sometime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, He beat Trevor Murdoch with the Crucifix pin. And it was actually a pretty good pretty good match. Like They only give him like 10 minutes, 15 minutes max. And these matches are really good because they don't give him like an entrance or anything. They just go out to the ring. And, I don't know, I just like the way it feels and everything. And then afterwards, Ricky Starks had a promo. Murdoch came up to him and it looked like he was going to attack him, but then he shook his hand and told him, um, tonight was, just wasn't my night. Thanks. And uh, Ricky Starks had a badass promo saying that, um, not Every night could be your night. And then saying that not everybody, God didn't make everybody look like Ricky Starks, and that's fine. He loves everyone or some shit. And... I don't know, he was a good talker. I just didn't figure out what the message really was. Oh, he said that he wasn't, he had no plans. Um, Not just one goal for plans. He had a whole bunch of different goals that he's going to do, but he didn't specify what they were. Mm -hmm. And after that was a. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Like the whole production. Like my thing, I keep saying production, but really, like the
2: production, the presentation, everything about that show reel your ass in.
1: It's it yeah. crazy. And it's like anywhere. You can find on Facebook or YouTube. And it's just badass. All right. After that was um Bana in the uh, talking interview. Saying he's going to have a tag team partner. And he introduces the tag team partner. And says, Mr. Anderson. I was not do the thing. But I probably pin it. <laughs> no, you couldn't do it? Nah. Did you write yeah. anything down? The, as far as with NWA,
0: No. Um, like I said, I didn't see the whole thing, but what I did see, I, I liked I mean, it. You cannot, you can't complain about it, man. It's such a good show. Uh, the only reason I'm not completely glued to it is because of AEW. Uh, you know, it's just that's just me. you know. Um, but it's definitely man. NWA has been getting a lot of a lot of love out there, Twitter everywhere, and uh, I, I don't blame. Like it's it's been badass, so definitely gotta check it out. Um, so I mean, while you were watching that, we well, were watching AW Dark also, but I was watching AW Dark. And as you don't know, it's the dark matches from the week prior. They show them every Tuesday on YouTube as well. Um, first match was Peter Avalon, the Librarian, with Leva Bates versus Sunny Kids versus Kip Sabian. Uh, triple threat match. Pretty good match. Uh, Peter Avalon his librarian (laughs) people don't like him I don't like him but at first I think it was more of a like I really don't like you kind of heat now he's getting actual heel heat
2: yeah you know he's shushing everybody in the crowd
0: you know playing up to all the heel stuff and I I think he's doing it really well Uh, Sonny Kiss is a freaking badass dude Sonny Kiss is a badass I don't care what anybody says the moves that that dude can do are crazy and, of course, Kip Sabian is a dude that I've been wanting to see for a while. Um and Sammy Guevara had the very first match in AEW, or officially in AEW, and he actually beat Sammy. Um, so I was surprised, you know, he hadn't really been on the show. I think he was on another one, you know, either Fight for the Fallen or uh, Fighter Fest, but...
1: No, he wasn't on any of them. He was on any of them? Just uh, double or nothing. Wow. Well, yeah. either
0: way... I've been wanting to see more of him. I love that AEW kind of makes makes you feel that for certain people. Um, But, yeah, Kip Sabian was a freaking beast. Uh, He actually, I think he dislocated his finger. He either messed up his hand or dislocated a finger or something and still continued the match. Um, Pretty good, pretty good match. No, not not the best by any means, but really good match. Uh, Crowd was actually still pretty into it. He actually finished it off uh, with the Deathly Hollows, and uh, yeah, pretty good. Uh, Let's see what the next one was. The next one was the Dark Order and uh, Hybrid 2 versus SCU and SEMA. Uh, Again, another good match.
1: A lot of people still don't like the Dark Order. I know you don't like the Dark Order. No, no offense.
0: Yeah. For a lot of people, that's like the only thing in AEW that they haven't got right, maybe besides the librarian. But I don't understand why people don't like it. I think they're badass. They're in-ring stuff, of course. But when it comes to anything AEW and NXT, the ring stuff, uh, I don't think, will ever be a problem. Uh, a lot of people don't like the gimmick. They don't like, a, what do they call them, like the creepy
2: bastards or whatever the hell those... Creepy perverts? Or perverts, the perverts, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's stupid, but... It's wrestling, I don't know man, I'm not going to take anything too seriously, <laughs> we have a freaking Mr. Rogers character that
0: turns into a weird clown I'm not going to take it that seriously, but you know, it's just, it doesn't bother me it bothers a lot of people, it doesn't bother me um, so I'm glad that they're healed because the things that they do if they're already getting booed at, at least you know, they're getting booed for other reasons too, instead of trying to be a babyface um, and of course the hybrid too, man, Jack Evans like a little like a little chihuahua huh he's always barking he's always talking shit but I love watching that dude wrestle man. the things that he can do and then of course yeah I see you and SEMA I mean, the
2: veterans man they can't do can't do anything wrong uh, again you know another another good match nothing to you know say anything crazy about
0: but really good match uh, after that if I'm not mistaken they had a little like two or three minute interview uh Cody Rhodes interviewed uh, the referee, Aubrey Aubrey Edwards? Yeah. Edwards, yeah. I was going to say Adams for some Oh, I just saw the Adams <laughs> Uh Aubrey Edwards. Dude, she's a freaking badass, man. I think I've been saying this a lot, but she's a badass. Dude, I love her. I love that, like, almost all these refs have some type of a personality, you know what I
2: mean? Yeah. And with her, dude, damn, she gets in the middle of everything, man. With these women fights, she's
0: all up you know, between them, but then uh, the first show when Lucha Bros and SCU were getting into it, they she was over here holding a uh, Kazarian bag, dude, like crazy. I'm just like, dude, this chick's a freaking beast. Um, they did a little, you know, interview with her. She used to, I think, she uh, refereed for WWE, uh, for a show or something. Uh, eventually, passed on her, and uh, I saw her interview with Chris Van Vliet. So, you know I so saw she was saying she was working in uh, Canada, if I'm not mistaken and uh, Frankie Kazarian you know liked her stuff he ended up replacing a wrestler in another show a couple months later and actually interviewed her and uh, yeah, they got her on it was was a nice little thing I wouldn't mind if every Tuesday they do something like that you know with a wrestler or official Uh, and then uh, finally they had Joey Janela versus Kenny Omega in a lights out unsanctioned match so neither a win or loss reflects on their record, which is important because of how much they say the wins and losses matter. Um,
1: Such a badass match. Dude, I don't know if you saw it after all, but for me, it was freaking amazing. One of the best shows, or one of the best matches in all of AEW up to this point. The thing I like about the match was that they said unsanctioned matches do not count on win-loss records, which I thought was dumb, but it's unsanctioned, so... But it was a really good match. I enjoyed it. and Yeah, it was really good. Well, I like... Um, you know,
2: you see Kenny Omega doing it. He doesn't do this. Kenny Omega's a wrestler. Like, a wrestler's wrestler, you know?
0: You don't see him get into hardcore matches and things like this. And to me, it furthered the story with John Moxley. Like, it's good storytelling to me because it's like, Moxley does this. Kenny Omega's not looked at as a guy who can do this. So he gets in he does it and if you saw, he did the, the little lariat clothesline, you know, or whatever that Moxley used to do when he was Dean Ambrose. And then he did the paradigm shift to Joey Janela, and he got hardcore. And uh, to me, it, it was it was good storytelling. It's showing, like, he's saying, hey, you know, you may be able to do this, but I can do it too. You know what I mean? And I, I loved it. I thought it was really good. Uh, Joey Janela's probably going to die soon. Because <laughs> he keeps doing this. Damn
2: things, man. Oh, my God. How many? There was a German suplex off of the steel steps onto the
0: floor. There was a, a suplex uh, head first into the ladder. There were so many different things. They were dropping them on tables, and the tables were upside down. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was almost hard to look at, but I love that stuff. Uh, you know, speaking of unsanctioned matches, right? I saw, I think it was on Twitter. Wouldn't it be a badass idea later on? They keep having these unsanctioned matches, right? And Jimmy Havoc, or you know, where one of these guys, George Janella, keeps winning these, but of course it doesn't reflect on the record. What if eventually they have like a unsanctioned title? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like it, for the people who the wins and losses don't reflect, but uh, they keep winning these matches that don't go on the record. You
1: know, I you know, think that'd, that'd be pretty cool. That's actually a pretty good idea, except that Janella has not won, and Havoc has not won unsanctioned match. It's that's, only...
0: what I'm, that's what I'm saying for later.
1: Like if yeah. if this is something to continue, this is their second one. If they were to continue to do it,
0: and obviously not every week or whatever, but if they were to continue to do something like this, and you keep seeing Joy Janela or Jimmy Havoc who aren't really winning on TV or even in AEW Dark on you know on matches that count, but they keep winning these unsanctioned matches or whatever, I think that'd be pretty cool.
2: Yeah, so that'd be pretty cool. Like not anytime soon you know, of course I'd want them to get bigger and have another mid card title or whatever, but I think that'd be
0: something cool. I guess in the same vein of like a hardcore title, Yeah. but it's not switching every, you know, every five minutes. It's something where it's like, you, you keep doing this. The only reason you do, you know, you're in contention for this is because you're not getting a good record on the actual show,
2: but these hardcore matches or whatever, you're actually kicking some ass, you know? So I I think that'd be pretty cool idea.
0: Not anytime soon, but you know, pretty cool idea. Um, yeah man, it was a uh, it was again pretty pretty good uh pretty good AEW dark. I mean the only thing I don't like, or I guess I I can actually uh, not be upset about, but you know whatever say down on it is. Uh, I think they're doing too many of these matches after Dynamite. I think they should do if this one had three. I think they should have done two before it started, one at the end because you can like it's visible. You can see that a lot of this, the fans aren't into it anymore because they've already gone through the ending of Dynamite
1: yeah but if, if they do that then um, don't know,
0: they'll, they'll already be tired by the
1: time but yeah by the main event it's just one of those things you know it's just like man, I hate that they're so quiet
0: because it's so cool but it's easy for us because we're at home we're watching it for an hour
2: yeah
0: they're there for a three
1: and basically raw. you know so yeah except better way better but you know what? um, yeah that was the end of uh, AW Dark Back to NWA Power. I got the results now. Okay. Um, Bana and Mr. Anderson beat Aro and Jordan Kingsley. After that was Eddie Kingston, homicide kind of backstage promo. How they're gonna take the tag team titles next week, I believe. And then it was uh, Allison K versus Ashley Vox in a non-title match. Um, Vox was like not very intimidated at all in the match, but. Um, Sorry, Alison K picked up the win. Because, I mean, she's a champion. Why is she not going to win? And then afterwards, she cut a promo. uh, Pretty much just saying Fox's future is bright. But not with her title. Because it's her title. She's the champion. After that was uh, Tim Storm. He had an interview last week after his match. Uh, he couldn't speak and he just walked away. And then next up, you got... The NWA Tag Team Champions Wild Cards taking on the Outlaw Inc. And this was actually a no contest with Outlaw Inc's uh, Eddie Kingston Homicide. This ended in a no contest. Uh, the Dawson's ran in and attacked everybody pretty much. After that was the Nick Atlas interview. And this interview wasn't all that great. It wasn't for the interviewer. He uh, asked some a couple questions. And he, uh, what's her name? Camille, I believe, is her name. Yep. He asked her, hey, you know, you have the mic, you can speak for yourself. And she just kept looking at him like, no. That's pretty much what the interview was. And that's how I ended the show with that interview. Which I actually liked because the interview was, um... It it was like how Mike Cole does his interviews, but, you know, Mike Cole's a tool. So, like, it was actually pretty nice. Yeah, I mean, overall, you know, again, another good Tuesday. Tuesdays
0: and Wednesdays are the days to... That's the days to watch, man, because Monday has been disappointing. And then Fridays, you know, it's. I mean, the first show was okay. And it's only. I think it's only going to go down.
1: Yeah. So. And, you know, NWA, AEW Dark, and of course NXT and AEW Dynamite. And don't forget about Impact. Impact about to start. What? Impact? They're about to start on Tuesdays? Yeah, and Impact. Yeah.
2: But as of right now, I think those are the
1: four shows to, to look at. One final word. Hey guys, we know you're wrestling fanatics just like us, but Are you also Funko fanatics. If so, then Pop Gorilla's a store for you. They specialize in Funko items such as Pops, Mystery Minis, and more. Located at the Corpus Christi Trade Center at 2833 South Padre Island Drive, booth 135. They're open Saturdays and Sundays, 1045 a.m. to 6 p.m. Follow them on Facebook at Pop Gorilla, stay up to date and make sure to tell them Rasslin' Tacos Podcast sent ya. If you like wrestling as much as I do, then you gotta collect figures, pops, and autographs of your favorite wrestlers. You know where I go to get the best deals? Off the Wall Sports Collectibles. They specialize in any and all sports memorabilia, including wrestling. Best autograph 8x10s in the game. Visit them at the Corpus Christi Trade Center at 2833 South Padre Island Drive, or follow them on Facebook at Off the Wall Sports Collectibles. Stay up to date. Tell them Wrestling Tacos Podcast sent you. Well,
2: obviously Wednesday,
0: Week three, week three, man. It's damn, it's been a good couple of weeks when it comes to them. Um, admittedly, if you can't already tell, I still don't really. I don't. I don't watch NXT live. AEW has just been great at keeping me in, and I, I mean, it's 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 all preference because the fact is they both have some of the best wrestlers ever. They have good wrestling, you know, but AEW is just fun, dude. For me, AEW is just so damn fun. It keeps me in... uh, With NXT, it's one of those things where it's like, I know they're going to be great. And a lot of the matches, to me, are even better on NXT. But, I don't know, man. It just doesn't pull me in, like, the way AEW does. I mean, and you can say it's the fact that AEW has, you know, thousands of people in their crowd, where NXT only has, what, 400? You know, you can say the names. You know, I mean, I know Chris Jericho and Jon Moxley... Oh, even Kenny Omega Way more than I ever knew Adam Cole or Tommaso Ciampa Or, you know, whoever And that's not a knock at them I mean, I I love all their stuff But I, at least for me, my preference And how I like my wrestling AEW, man, they just Knocked it out of the park And NXT's been great, it's just something That it just doesn't
1: capture me Yeah, same thing with me, I was watching both But NXT did not rule me in uh, we'll begin how we begin. I'll break down NXT, you break down Dynamite. Um, okay. I'm go first. Yeah, NXT began with Tommaso Ciampa versus Angel Garza. I was excited for this match. I was supposed to be the main event, it was not. And I'm a big fan of Angel Garza, like I've said before. Him and Gario, I'm real big on. And I mean, Tommaso Ciampa, it's fucking Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this match is going to be on. Go like 20 minutes, maybe. It's like a fucking 10 minute match. And it was. It was really upset. Less than ten minutes, actually. It was, it was really upsetting. Champa picked up the win, and I guess I can understand because he just came back from injury, so like you don't wanna have him go on for thirty minutes. Yeah, picked up the that win was real quick. Match back. Yeah, he picked up the win real quick, and he uh, at one point um, Andrew Garza lost. He lost some type of article of clothing. I forgot what it was, and Champa did like a, a what was it a kick or a knee to it and it was pretty hilarious it was a Mexican flag too wasn't it or something like that yeah I think so yeah
0: yeah I heard that that's something and I know a lot of people didn't like that to
1: me it's wrestling man it's whatever I think it was just uh, the the flag colors it wasn't really a Mexican flag I think it was like it was one of his uh, no, articles the of clothing colors of it yeah oh okay yeah
0: see, I see I had heard it was the actual you know if it wasn't the flag it was something representing the flag and of course he's stopping on it and I'd heard a lot of People complaining about it in the sense that it's like, why? You know, like, it, it's this is very uh, main roster yeah. stuff, you know. I, I've said it before, man. I, I see the cracks. Of, I don't think Vince is actually involved, but I do think he's saying things, you know, little suggestions here, or hey, you need to do this real quick.
2: Yeah,
1: and, uh, little end, things like the main roster does, you know. At the end of the day, it's still their company, his company, so of course, it's going to become someone involved. Exactly. Afterwards, Undisputed came out surrounded the ring, and then Kyle Riley threw something at Ronaldo USB, and said, uh, look at that. Uh, we come back, commercial break, and they uh, show a video what was on the USB. Unispero attacking Velveteen Dream backstage. And they said the same thing's going to happen for anybody gets in their way, including Finn Balor and Tommaso Ciampa. So yeah, after that was Imperium, Came out two of their members. i always forget their names though. They uh, Fabian Eichner or Eichner or something like that, and uh, Marcel Barthel. They uh, came out. Marcel and, Barthel. Marcel.
0: Or is it Marcel Barthel?
1: Marcel Barthel. Okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> they came out and beat uh, Burch and Lorkin. Yeah. That match was pretty good. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, again, I, I, I know NXT is great,
0: but it's just one of those things where it's like, yeah, it was a great match. But that's it. <laughs> there wasn't anything else. You know what I mean? It's. I'm sure there's, there's matches like that on AEW. Don't get me wrong, but I think they do a good mix of a promo here, a promo there, or an interference here, or you know something, something to the story. Whereas to a lot of NXT, it's, it's just wrestling, and that's not a bad thing. I, I love that. It's just not my type of wrestling.
1: Yeah, after that was a Johnny Gargano interview backstage. They asked him, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, how he feels about him returning. He said he won't know how he feels until he's face-to-face with him and walks away. Then it was Io Shirai taking on Caden Carter. Io Shirai won because that's a squash match. And then she got on the mic saying that she's going after Shannon Bass for a title and not Rhea Ripley or Bianca Belair. That led to Rhea Ripley coming out. Saying keep my name out your mouth, pretty much, yeah. and uh, Bianca Belair is gonna find out why she can't say my name next week. She's a, woman, yes. She's a scary ass woman. Yes, I will say though their uh, their whole women's division is freaking legit. Yeah. Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley, and Bianca Belair, man. Damn. Uh, That's a Damn. <laughs> yeah. After that was. Keith Lee versus Don uh, Dominic Dajukovic. Um, Before the match started, Boulin said that since Velveteen Dream is injured and can't compete, next week, is uh, Not Colorado. Roger Strong will still defend his North American title. And uh, the winner of this match will be his opponent. This match really good. I'm a big fan of Keith Lee, but Dominic Dajakovic is just something else. And... Uh, this ended up to no contest with Strong interfering attacking both men and then William Regal came out and said you know what for that it's going to be a triple threat with both of those guys so next week's Keith Lee versus Dominic Vajakovic versus Roderick Strong for the North American Championship that should be a great match that match will be phenomenal
0: uh, I didn't know who Keith Lee was until I saw you know some of the clips and stuff from this that dude
1: damn man you don't know of these Texas wrestlers, do you no man he he's from, uh he's from uh, down here yeah he's from Texas he's from I think want to say Dallas or Houston somewhere What's one like of that? the cities nearby can't hey, remember I think he's from um uh Waco or near Waco No. Oh. but yeah um he's really good but I'm a big fan of Dominic Dejakovic, so I'm hoping he wins but I doubt it after that yeah. was Matt Riddle taking on Bronson Reed uh I don't think I really say Riddle won um yeah. <laughs> next that's, was, that's really yeah, really yeah next up was next up was I do really care for Matt Riddle yeah, just, I just want to throw that out there next up was Sinara Cotney versus um, Knox making her return to NXT and uh, Cotney I, I really like Cotney she's really good and the fact that she's Latina like I always say you know Latinas do it better and everything uh, Knox ended up winning because it was just enhancement talent, pretty much, even though it's not. And then afterwards, Dakota Kai came out to celebrate the win, followed by Shannon Baszler, who basically said, You know, you're not coming after my title. Uh, next up was Killian Dane taking on Boa. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Killian Dane. I'm not a big fan of. I don't know who Boa is, honestly. But yeah, Killian Dane won. Then the main event was Damian Priest versus Pete Dunne, and my God! I
0: heard it was a yeah. I heard it was
1: a really good match. Yes, this match was fucking pheno- ph- phenomena. phenomenal, 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 phenomenal. Okay. And Priest picked up the win. I'm so glad Priest picked up the win because Pete Dunne is really great, but like push Pete uh, Damian Priest, please, he's really good. Yeah, I heard this was at least so far
0: in his career you know probably the biggest match
1: so far of his career yeah um and I don't ever really hear if Pete Dunne losing oh yeah he was yeah, champion for like 700 days huh he yeah. was a champion for like 700 days
0: yeah yeah so I mean it was really cool uh to hear uh, didn't watch it but it was really cool to hear uh the Damian Priest won and we talked about him not that long ago you know when we were talking about him he was in a ring of honor right yes and, you know, I, you know, whatever his name was, and... Punishment um, uh, Martinez. What is it?
1: Punishment Martinez.
0: Yeah, Punishment Martinez. I, yeah, I remember I looked him up, and we talked about, like, hey, man, you know, this dude is pretty cool. It should be used more, because at the time they weren't using him. I think he had only had, like, one or two matches, and then that was it. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, hopefully, you know, this is a good turn, and, uh, you know, they allow him to go up
0: the cart, because, like I said, from what I heard, he, he was uh, he was pretty badass in it. The-
1: yeah, that's right, yeah um, that was the end of NXT. Uh, you want to begin with AEW, Dynamite? Oh, don't mind if I do. Uh, so, of course, it starts off, they go straight
0: into uh, the, uh, the tag team tournament that's going on, uh, FCU versus Best Friends, and while Su is actually coming out their entrance, going down the ramp, uh, the Lucha Bros come out and attack Christopher Daniels. Uh, they did, uh, I think it's called the Fear Factor on on the ramp, basically a, a power driver, and uh, ref threw up the X, you know, saying hey, he's, he's hurt, and, uh, you know, you see Scorpio Sky come out, he's in street clothes, you know, he wasn't, you know, if, he, if you missed it, whenever they talked about, you know, if you're in a three-man, you know, you gotta choose the two who are gonna perform, and he himself actually said, you know, I'm gonna let these two guys do it because the experience, and you know, I thought it was a good way they built that up because it's like, okay, you know, it, it makes sense, right, the experience, but we wanted to see Scorpio Sky and what he could do. He comes out, street clothes, and he's in Adidas, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, they take Christopher Daniels away. Uh, Tony Schiavone actually said taking him to a local hospital. Wow. how? For those of you who watch WWE, it's always medical facility because Vince does not like the word hospital so that was yeah but anyways so uh Scorpius guy comes out Kazarian actually got attacked as well so he sold a back injury and uh damn if there's one thing I could say dude like even if this match is like I mean I would rate this match by like a three and a half that was really good but the crowd makes it so much
2: better yeah
0: they get into it they elevate these these matches and uh it's funny or weird because it's like you see SCU, it's like what I was saying earlier with this gray area. With SCU, you know, they come out and oh, this is the worst city I've ever been in, you know, all this stuff right at their heels. But then in this match, for the most part, they, well, they were the babyface. You know, you have this sympathy for them because Christopher Daniels is hurt, Because Kazarian's hurt, uh, Scorpio Sky wasn't even prepared for this. And then the best friends who are mostly babyface. They attacked, uh, they went straight and attacked the SC, And they didn't have Orange Cassidy, which I thought was good too, because then it's like you can't have the best friend's acting heel and then have Orange Cassidy who's like this crazy over babyface, you know. It's just a bunch of different little details to me that was like, wow. Um, again, another great match. It wasn't as good as the private party versus the Young Bucks. I didn't expect it to be. But like I said, the crowd really elevated it. Um, they had a sloppy finish. Uh, Scorpio Sky actually—I don't know if you missed on if it was a drop kick or whatever the hell it was—but kind of missed. Other than that, though, it was a really good match. Um, I don't really have anything to complain about. But I, I told you right after it happened, Scorpio Sky looks like a freaking champion, dude. Yeah, he's like, a star. Dude, he's like thirty-four, thirty-five, I think. Maybe a little older. Of course, way younger than Christopher Daniels, but. Dude, I could see him going solo. And, like just the things that I saw, man, and that crowd reaction for him, it was it was great. Uh, I would love to see it in a couple of years, see him kind of do a solo thing. Uh, the next match was Santana and Ortiz versus Alex Reynolds and Johnny Silver. Uh, straight squash match, um,
2: but you know they they made well, I mean they made, but Ortiz and Santana
0: looked pretty damn good um i never watched them in impact so i didn't know exactly you know i was excited to see them in AEW, but i had never really seen anything from them and i mean i shouldn't go based off of just this because it was a squash match but from what they did you know i i liked it i liked that Ortiz keeps doing this thing you know where he's like this crazed animal biting on ropes and with his tongue out i like it because <laughs> right after that you see chris jericho to talk about hey man these guys are dirty, they're thugs, they're you know, they'll uh, they'll pick your pockets and then beat your ass, you know, like I I love that. You like I I love Chris Jericho putting these guys over, you know, the X LAX and Sammy and J K. Like I love him beating that mouthpiece for them. Uh, actually if I'm not mis- if I'm not mistaken in Impact when they were LAX, Conan was their like their manager, and yeah, their
1: mouthpiece. yeah. Conan.
0: So they've never really done the talking themselves, if
1: I'm not mistaken. They they talk every not, now and again, but not, not really. Um, just them talking straight now. Right, and I'm okay with that. I think
0: Chris is doing a good job, putting them over and being their mouthpiece. Like I I, I like it, and like I said, they're, Ortiz especially. That dude's <laughs> that dude's hilarious. He's liked a couple of our posts actually. Yeah. Um, that dude's hilarious. I I love that dude. And Santana to me, man. Santana looks like a freaking G. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> if you watch the promo, Chris Jericho was talking him up, and then you hear uh, Ortiz going, "The best, we're the best, we're the best." <laughs> he said it for like two <laughs> minutes straight, but it was so funny. I I don't care. <laughs> there were times I couldn't hear a damn thing Chris Jericho was saying because I was laughing too much, and because Ortiz kept saying, "We're the best." <laughs> So it was funny. Uh, next, there was a the, the next uh, tag team
1: championship match in the or in the tournament, Jurassic Express versus the Lucha Bros. Um, oh, I didn't know... whoa, whoa, whoa! You're missing something. You're missing two things. Yeah, am I missing something? Three things. What? Uh, Jericho said that uh, Proud and Powerful, which is what their tag team name to be called. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah we'll but... be uh, facing Young Bucks if they accept at um, full gear. Full gear. Yep. And then nine, full gear. Cody had like a little video package of him yes that was like fucking great okay so yeah of course so Chris Jericho's doing the promo he's putting uh proud and powerful over
0: which they have some great shirts I'm about to buy those damn shirts yeah but um he puts them over and then he actually sets up the challenge or you know does the the challenge to the young bucks we'll see I'm sure next week you know of course they're going to accept but you know we'll see from there and then, yeah, right after that was the Cody Rhodes promo video. Dude, like, it was a great freaking promo. It makes you care. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. WWE can do this, too. They just don't do it a lot. And when they do do it, it's probably to somebody who you don't really care for. Yeah. Or at least, from, or at least in my case. You know, I don't really care for it. But you got this, like, a Cody, right? Like, Brandy comes out. She's trying to tell him, you know, to, talk to him about all this business stuff. And it just gets zoned out. And it's... To make it seem like I'm not worried about all this, you know, executive stuff. I'm I'm trying to focus on Chris Jericho, you know. And then you have Brandy saying like I knew whenever he challenged for the championship, I was going to lose him for a while. Like he's just so immersed into this. He's training, he's working out, but yet yeah, he still has to do all this executive stuff. And I thought it was badass. You got DDP in it I'm talking about you know I've known him since you know 12 years old. He's always had this drive, this
2: determination. He did a badass Dusty Rhodes uh, impression which <laughs> I thought was hilarious did the lisp and everything
0: uh, they even brought in Cody's mom to talk about it Like I thought they did so good with it it made me care I mean you know I've always cared about Cody you know, Cody's always been one of my favorites but or ever since he left WWE he's always been one of my favorites when he was on the independence, but
1: damn and then you forget or at least for me forget he hasn't been a world champion NWA you know, World title in a, in a company he's or one a big of the, company. I guess he's won the NWA world title I think that's more prestigious though
2: yes
1: wow sure <laughs> I mean his dad won it <laughs> now, like that yeah, now yeah but I
0: mean he won, at the time he won it last year they weren't on TV like this well it's
1: not TV but well, I mean they it was on all in for pay-per-view they made you care about it and like him and the fact that him and Dusty won the same title they wore the same title like that that's just awesome to me i get it
0: but it's like what what, think of what ddp was saying he said that or mjf mjf was actually in it too he was the one who said that if i'm not mistaken yeah a big thing a big thing that he said that i definitely stuck with me was it's like cody's the guy but he's not the guy because he's not the champion you know what i mean yeah that that stuck with me you know you can say I guess whatever about the, the heavyweight championship hey, you're right he, he did win the NWA championship but in WWE he you know he wasn't a heavyweight champion and even in AEW his company you know basically he's not the champion it, it, it was just I loved it I love that they were talking about that It
1: thought it was pretty cool um yeah following that Jurassic Express versus nope you still forgot one more thing
0: no, I'm not. It, <laughs> it was uh. The next thing,
1: I'm not seeing anything. Riho versus Britt Baker for the AW Women Championship. I thought they were the third match. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were the third. Or I'm this sorry, is the, this uh, is the third match. Let me see, oh, it has it mixed
0: up on my thing. <laughs> yeah, here it has the Jurassic Express and Lucha Bros. All right, well, anyways, uh, it was the AW Women's Championship match. Riho versus Britt Baker.
1: I not know. Doctor Britt Baker. I didn't know it was for the Women's Championship. It's like towards the end, like, oh, she retained. I was like, what? It was for a title?
2: Wow. had to pay attention.
0: <laughs> <laughs> They've only been advertising since last week, but whatever. Um, yeah, against Dr. Britt Baker. She is a dentist. In case you didn't know. Okay. Um, I thought the commentators did a really good job by saying, like, you know, she needs to focus on this instead of be priestly, you know, all that stuff. Uh, it started off really
1: slow and actually kind of ugly, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um,
2: Riho was fine. Britt Baker...
1: No, that, That's the uh, dentist, right?
0: Yeah, I think she's a dentist. Okay. Um, okay. She started off really sluggish, man. It, it was not easy to see, to be honest with you. But uh, the fans got behind Riho. Man, there's something about Riho that everybody just loves, man. But they get behind her, and uh, once they did... Then they both had a really good match, um, and I love this. It's it's so weird to say because when you watch WWE, there's a lot of roll-ups, like a lot of roll-up pins, right? It almost like when it when it happens, it kind of like it doesn't sit well with me. What WWE does it? They just I, to me they don't do it at the right time. I guess. Reo won this match with a roll-up, but to me it made sense recently trying to get in her submission. It's called the Lockjaw.
1: She's dentist, in case you didn't know. Bert Baker.
0: Bert Baker. Is that what I said?
1: You said be a, be a Prisley.
0: Oh, my bad. Bert Baker is a dentist. DMD. So, DMD. So her uh, submission move is Lockjaw, which I think is pretty cool. It's a rings of Saturn, and, and which turns into like a mandible claw. She has Riho locked in. All she needs to do is actually do the mandible claw part. And while she's so focused on trying to put her hand in her mouth, Riho flips backwards and pins her. And it'll roll up. But it just made sense to me. It's like, that's smart. And then the commentators talk about, whoa, Brie, oh my god, Brie Baker has been doing this for a couple years. I want to say four or five years, if I'm not mistaken. Whereas Riho's been doing it for 13 you know like it, it, it just for me it was like wow you know that that's a good way to sell that it didn't just feel like oh that was a lucky roll up it felt like you know what it's because she was being smart she's like hey she's so distracted on trying to put her hand in my mouth I, you know I had the ring awareness to flip back and get the pin you know what I mean yeah maybe it's just me <laughs> <laughs> anyways correct you, you tell me what matches next before I say the wrong one again
1: uh, now it's your Lucho Bros yeah
0: <laughs> jurassic express versus
1: lucid bros okay hold up i just want to say i want to hate this guy i want to hate marco stunt just because how he looks he's a short kid he's our age i believe maybe maybe a year younger but 22 or 23 yeah that's two years younger than me a year younger than me and he's he to me he's a kid he is short as fuck i want to hate him five five one or five two yeah yeah but i can't his he he's been around a couple of Semikvara vlogs and he's just fucking yeah. it's just hilarious when I see it. And then this match, the opener, I wanna hate this kid so much, but he is really damn he had good spots and then I think it's the floss that's making me wanna hate him.
2: It is the
0: floss, because I don't like it either. And I don't know a lot of people I like
2: it when it's against S C U because then Christopher Daniels tries this nasty ass floss and I think yeah. it's more
0: even though he's so much more older than me. And I'm closer in age to Marco Stunt. I relate so much to Christopher Daniels when it comes to that because I can't do the philosophy of my life. But, dude, uh, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Like, it's one of those things where it's like, what the hell? What, what pissed me off was, you know, I see Jungle Boy and I see Marco Stunt. And I'm like, where the hell is Lucha Sorts? I was pissed, right? And, and this was me just watching TV. I didn't listen. But I was like, where the hell is Lucha Sorts? I was so pissed because it's like... You've had them lose with Luchasaurus, and now he's not even out there. And then that part of me was like, you know what? Just wait till the end of the match or whatever. He'll come out. I mean, whatever. And then, you know, we find out, of course, like we mentioned earlier, uh, he got hurt, legit got hurt, and uh, wasn't able to do it. So I was like, damn, dude. And I love the Lucha Bros. I was like, ah, oh, they're going to win. And, you know, it, it was, to me, it's probably going to be a squash match, honestly. But you're right, man. Marco stunt pulled off some of these stunts. that was like, oh, my God. God, <laughs> you know, Jungle Boy throwing him into this gnarly ass DDT on Ray Phoenix. Which, by the way, Ray Phoenix is a freaking Batman with some of the things that he can do. Yeah. Pentagon is charismatic as hell. Do you see that little walk he does when he's in the ring? Yeah. <laughs> like with his hands out? Oh, my God, I love that. Dude. I love this. <laughs> the Zero thing, all that, dude. I, I love it all. Um, I think it went on for a little long like a minute or two longer than it should have but I love the match dude I, I thought it was really cool and Marco stuck got fucked up uh, yeah he did like,
2: the chest there, go to his Instagram or Sammy's Instagram you'll see his damn, damn. and Pentagon is Pentagon is like a mean son of a
0: bitch dude like he came off like a mean motherfucker and that's cause like I get, I expected it from him but with Ray Phoenix he just I don't know he just doesn't look like the bad guy ever maybe cause he reminds me of Ray Mysterio a lot but He just doesn't look like a bad guy. But even he pulled off some heelish things. I was like, damn, dude. (laughs) They were beating their ass. But uh, Jurassic Express put on a a good show as well. So it wasn't a straight squash match. But, yeah, it was a a really good match. Surprisingly really good, too. Um, And then what was next? Was it the best match of the night?
1: It was, um, I guess, yeah. Hangman
0: Page. Yeah, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus... Pac and John Moxley that's like you know any four of these you can put in a main event of like the biggest shows right yeah like this
2: wasn't even the main event of this card and it was like oh my god I
0: can't believe I'm watching this and it's so cool because again with their storylines man you have Hangman and Pac who've had their thing you have Kenny Omega and John Moxley who are about to have their thing and have actually well been having it past couple months and then last week you have you know what happened with Pac he attacks Kenny Omega John Moxley's looking at him like you know what the fuck and then now because of the match you have Moxley versus Pac next week and it just set that uh, to me it just sets up so good um, honestly dude this is a perfect match to me like perfect there was nothing wrong with it at all it went on for as long as I wanted it to, or you know, as long as I felt it should have gone. Um, everybody shined, even Hangman, dude, and a lot of people are down on Hangman. I thought he did really good. Um, I love the whole, like, I think for a lot of people they would probably be like, let's not see Omega and Moxley like getting each other's face as much. You know, kind of like save it for full gear. But they got in each other's face, man. They were kicking each other's ass. And I thought it was so good. And then you know they go out, they get their barbed wire weapons, and uh, you know about to go at each other. The ref, uh, when I looked at the video and the queue, was like looking down at at Pac or somebody. Uh, so then that's whenever Moxley hit him, or he hit somebody. Oh, no, sorry. they, uh,
2: they the have. ref was doing something. Like he actually, I, at first I thought, oh man, he hit him right, right in front of the ref. Why did the ref disqualify him? He he and did. Look
1: back, he was this he was a. Uh, distracted well i know he uh they both scared him out of the ring they punked him out and he just that went out the was ring and start putting his head down
0: <laughs> that was hilarious but no if you look at the video he was off on the, on the side of the ring and right whenever moxley hit him he was looking under or like down so i don't know if Paige or somebody was on the floor he was checking on him or what but it did distract him like it was something where he didn't see technically uh and then <laughs> I don't know if Pac didn't know that there was real barbed wire,
1: but when he grabbed the bat away from Moxley, he, like, actually cut his hands. Yeah.
2: That was pretty funny. And then
0: it was cool because it's like, remember, wins and losses matter, right? That's what they want to keep saying in AEW. Pac has, has a great record, but a loss is a loss. That's why he's telling Moxley that, no, don't do this, you know what I mean? Like, because my record will have a loss on it. Moxley don't give a damn. Throws the finger... Does a paradigm shift leaves his ass alone in there, and Kenny Omega and Hangman Page do their specials and actually get the pin on on Pac? Dude, I thought that was set up great. I don't know how you felt about it. I thought
1: that was set up was, so badass. Yes, it was amazing. What'd you think? It, it was it was really good. It was great. Yeah, I'm telling you,
0: for me, perfect.
1: I, so saw, a that, of I, I saw a couple people complain. Anything else? Saw a couple people complain about it, like oh. When the Lost matter why doesn't uh, why did Mox leave then it's like because he doesn't care because he doesn't care and he's the only one to me that as a character alone teeters on good
0: and bad you know he'll yeah. face everybody else you know they're more of one with qualities of another but Massey, I think, is the only guy that is actually like actually teeters between like just in general just as a character
2: he doesn't give a damn all he wants to do is kick Kenny Omega's ass yeah you know that's I mean, some people look too much into it and it's like
0: you gotta remember man this is all scripted you know what I mean like this is there's a reason for this don't look too much into it they know what they're doing at least I would hope so you know I mean three shows in they've shown that they do or at least up to this point you know so Uh, the main event Philly street fight for the AEW championship Darby Allen versus Chris Jericho Um, I thought it was a really good match the only gripe I can have with it is that there wasn't a table. <laughs> I honestly think there should have been one table spot. Other than that, I thought it was a great match. Um, I think it was the perfect match for Chris Jericho because he can't do what he used to. He's not as fast as he was. But because it's such a, you know, I'm going to hit you with weapons or, you know, I, I got to be brutal, ground and pound kind of things, it fits what he does now. And at the same time, Darby Allen is so fast and agile, it fits with him too. Because the things that he can do on offense, are you know, they're limitless, right? This dude got freaking his hands tied behind his back, and he busted a lion salt, you know, and he did these backflips and things from the top rope. Can you imagine
1: not having hands and climbing up the damn top rope? Yeah, that was actually pretty awesome. I was, I like, was so fuck? scared that he was gonna fall. But
0: even if he did fall, it would have been justified because the dude's hands were tied behind his back. Um, I thought it was really good. Slow, yeah, you know. I, I but I think that was part of Jericho's thing. Like that's him. He's the heel who's gonna act like yeah, I'm better than you, especially to Darby Allen. I'm better than you. I don't, you know, whatever. But then Darby Allen's this baby face that's what relentless. I think is tattooed on the back of his neck. You know, like I have to keep pushing, whatever. So he pushes them to the limits to the point that Chris Jericho's like, hey, I need somebody to help me. I can't do what I used to. You know, and if nobody's there to help, you know, like during the actual match, it's, you know what, I'm gonna ground your ass. Instead of you know, trying to go toe-to-toe with you doing all the flips and whatever I'm gonna keep you down. I'm, you know, I'm just gonna keep hitting those kendo stick shots Look, man, you've seen the WWE kendo sticks. Those things break and they look real flimsy. That damn AEW one looks stiff as hell. And Darby Allen was hitting him with the handle of it. <laughs> I don't even think he noticed, but he was hitting him with the handle of it. Um, again, I thought it was really good. I saw a lot of people complain, you know, you know, Chris Jericho is so much bigger compared to Darby Allen. You know, it shouldn't have gone on this long. Uh, they should have done more stuff. Whatever. I think it should being been picky from there. And then, of course, Hager comes out and uh, costs Darby Allen the match. What did you expect? He's a, he, you know, Chris Jericho's a heel, a part of this stable. They've been involved every week. Why would you not think that's going to, did you really think Darby Allen was going to win? Absolutely not.
1: I mean, but they made him look like a damn star. I mean, there was a chance. No,
0: there wasn't a chance. <laughs> not a chance whatsoever. But the good thing about how they built it up was it, for some people or maybe the casual fan, it looked like there could be a chance. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought they did really good on that with the storytelling on that. I love that Hager actually came out and interfered and it wasn't he came in, he did this you know, did a special move and, you know, kicked his ass, whatever. No, it's like, hey, I'm just gonna throw your ass off this turnbuckle and let like, Chris do whatever else he needs to do. And and you know, you gotta think, right? All the stuff Darby Allen does, it involves his back. And his hands are tied so he puts him in the freaking walls of jericho and the dude can't even tap he has to literally say he gives up i thought it was great dude um and then they end it with a little bit of the which i hope they end every show like that from now on that was fucking awesome hell yeah it was awesome and i was afraid you know that all the baby faces were gonna come out and it was gonna be i personally wouldn't get tired of it to be honest with you But I know a lot of people would, you know, all two weeks in a row that, you know, baby phases versus the heels and, you know, they end the show with all this madness or whatever. I was glad that in this one, they kind of shut up those people by, hey, you know what? We won. The heels won. We're going to come out here. We're going to celebrate. And they did. And uh, I thought it was, again, another great show. I can't wait for next week. They keep bringing me in, wanting more
1: week after week. I know that does the same for you. Uh, I can't wait for AEW Dark. Taz is going to be a special guest. Yeah. Is it commentate? So, I mean, yeah, it commentating. Um, other than that, I Matt, mean, again,
2: dude, it was another great week of wrestling as far as Tuesdays and Wednesdays go.
0: Um, yeah, we got SmackDown coming up. I don't really know what's going
2: on on SmackDown.
1: They announced um, Roman Reigns versus Shinsuke Nakamura with Sami Zayn for the Intercontinental title, and that just pissed me off whenever I saw it because... Where the fuck is Ali's title shot at?
0: Dude, <laughs> <laughs> you love Ali. He, but I, I get I get what you mean though. They did some good promos, man. Yeah. You would think they'd use them
1: more. But you know, WWE. They didn't bring those promos back. But um Yeah, that's all they announced so far. Um let's hope it's good because the draft was fucking shit. But oh, yeah. we'll see. Um what else? Was that pretty much it for wrestling? That's pretty much it as far as the shows and everything.
0: Uh, like I said, you know, pretty good, pretty good week. NXT and AEW, uh, excuse me. Of course, we're really good as always. I mean, I don't think they're going to have a bad show at all. No. It's not just based on preference, but um, yeah, man, uh, that that's really it. You know, as far as as far as that. The only other thing now is um, wrestler of the week, and
2: I guess anything else you might want to add.
1: Yeah, we'll get into Wrestler of the Week uh, If you're new here, thank you for listening First of all, second, uh, Wrestler of the Week We go, each week uh, We go back and forth choosing the Wrestler of the Week That you should be keeping your eyes on, Independent Wrestler Mainly from Texas, but we go Because, you know, we're, we're from Texas Both of us, but I'm pretty sure we'll have more people from out of Texas And shit, but uh, it's brought to you by Indian Empire Magazine If you don't know what Indian Empire Magazine is, they're a magazine dedicated To the independent scene if you know what the independent scene is, then check out *In the Empire* magazine because they cover New Japan, Pro Wrestling, um, Impact Wrestling, and a few others. Um, Defy, I believe, if they're still around. A few other wrestling promotions are you know big and local, so check them out. But uh, you want to get into your wrestler of the week because it's your week to choose. Yep,
0: my week. So uh, this week I chose *Fuego del Sol*. Um, he has a couple of shows coming up. Uh, out of state, but he does come back to Texas. Uh let's see what day was it? Dun, 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 oh, dun, dun. sorry. There you go. October twenty fifth. Uh it's actually gonna be in Grand Prairie at Diaz de la Lucha. Uh he's gonna have a five way dance match against uh, Helio Guerra, Lucifer, Nate Collins, and uh the Inferno. Man,
1: he's a badass name. He needs come down to Corpus Just, Christi.
0: Yeah, he needs to come down soon. Um, and it, actually, his birthday was yesterday. So if you do know him or want to, tell him happy belated birthday. Um, really, he's really cool. I've seen some of his stuff. Um, he actually, not that long ago, had I think last month, had a match with uh, Retro Randy.
2: Yeah. Which
0: was actually pretty really awesome.
1: That's yeah, the second counter of theirs.
0: Yeah. Uh, and then uh, like I said he has a couple of other shows I think he said there was two other shows before the one in Grand Prairie on October 25th um, they're out of state though I don't remember where they were at but again try to check them out um, whenever we put up the post with his information you'll see his Facebook, Instagram and I think Twitter uh, really cool though. He's, he's a badass in the ring and
1: he's young he's, he's our age uh, I think he just turned 24 as well. Yeah, uh, check him out. He's really good. Uh, I like his and Retro Randy's matches. I was actually watching it the last weekend, and their matches are always good. Um, check it on YouTube. I think I believe it's on uh, Retro Randy's YouTube channel. You can check it out, one of them. And um, if you haven't been to your local independent show, go to one of them. I mean, they're really good wrestlers. You know, it's the stars of tomorrow, pretty much. So go check one out. Sammy Guevara was literally just in that, and now he's in AEW. So you never know what these guys can do. And then Gino just got signed to MoW, who was our first wrestler of the week. So it, it started starts tomorrow, man. Just go check
2: him out. They're they all good. The two shows he's gonna have ones in Oklahoma City, which is what's day Thir- uh, Thursday, but comes out Friday. But well, we're recording this on Thursday. Um, uh, so Friday, whenever you hear this, he will be in Oklahoma City any of you guys are out of state and uh, then he has a tournament on
0: Saturday in Mississippi. He's a busy guy. Yeah. So <clears throat> if you're in the area or want to know more information from him, hit him up.
1: Yeah, check him out and that's pretty much it. So we'll catch you all guys Sunday and then we'll catch you guys next week for another edition of Raston Talkers podcast. Thank you all for listening. Remember,
2: this isn't just wrestling. Brasselin' Tacos
1: Brasselin' Kingdom This isn't just wrestling